How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are good. you? I'm very good, actually. It's been a very productive morning. That's good. Had a very hey. productive day so far. Oh, I have not. So oh. at least one of us is doing something. <laughs> what have you been up to? All I've done is check in with my clients. I went and grabbed a coffee and then I rang a friend from back home and that has been my work day and it's what currently 12pm. But it's actually been very nice. Sometimes it's nice to just take it easy, you know? Yeah. I mean, mm. that's what we build our businesses for, right? Exactly. Hashtag freedom, laptop, <laughs> lifestyle, digital nomad. Dead says. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> I'll freak out tomorrow, not. no doubt. <laughs> I'll berate myself this evening. No, you will not. No. But welcome. Welcome back to Doing Our Worst. I hope you're well for those who are listening. And today we are diving into the big old word we call failure (laughs) feeling a failure being a failure having failures we're going to be covering it all today oh yes yes, we are (laughs) oh yes we are it's gonna be a good one yeah and I know there is like you know that good old sentence that everybody says when you say there's no such thing as failure it's always only a learning and you're like yes they're wrong but you're wrong (laughs) because at the time it feels horrible Um, but no, we joke. Um, it is something that I say and it is something that I work on with my clients because we can take lessons and we can take positive learnings and there's lots of things that come from it. But equally, we are okay and we are allowed to feel like a failure. And Hell I yeah. have had many times that I've felt like a failure. How about you? Oh, yeah. Almost on a daily basis. <laughs> every hour on the hour. Every day, every day. It's almost become a way of life at this point. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> she's arrived, guys. She's arrived. <laughs> she is um, so where do you fancy starting? Should we start with <laughs> just how we feel around failure? Or, I mean, I know my biggest failure and where that feels for me is definitely within the career that I had. Um, but what does, I don't know, what did it feel? What does it feel like to fail to you? feels pretty shitty at the time mm. to be honest mm. I'm not gonna lie to you yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and be like it's immediately great. I experienced the lesson and have existential <laughs> growth and I'm self-actualized absolutely not no <laughs> it feels fucking dreadful I mean who are we kidding um <laughs> I think failure at the time is really uncomfortable really unpleasant it shines a spotlight on how you feel about yourself and I think it shines a spotlight on how self-compassionate you are I know that it's easy to be confident and easy to to speak kindly to yourself when things are going well in your life but if you experience an adversity or you fail at something that is sometimes when that can come out a little bit where you're like oh my god you're an idiot or Mm. like you're terrible at this this is never going to work out for you I definitely find failure highlights those moments for me but Failure is inevitable and it's also invaluable because Mm -hmm. you look back on your failures, on things that didn't work out, and you can either choose to get bitter from those things or you can choose to grow and take those things as lessons. Failure is really just information. It's information on what hasn't worked and how you can move forward from that. So that's how I view failure. How do you view, view failure? I love that. 
I really love that. I think when I'm in the moment, I think it's very hard for me to see anything but the thing. And I think it goes hand in hand with the fact that I'm a high achiever and I'm very hard on myself. And it almost kind of encompasses some beliefs that I've worked through and with in the past. You know, we take on our biggest beliefs when we're in an emotional state, like the more emotional state that we're in, the bigger the beliefs are ingrained. And I think like when you are, going through something that does feel like a failure at the time and you know actually when you look back and you reflect back it probably wasn't it was probably the best thing that could have happened to you then and there I always always believe that um and looking back on my life yes to all um but I think (laughs) yes to all failures um but I think like the the beliefs and the stories that you take on and that you may be kind of solidified during that time you have to be very careful with because yes, something hasn't happened, but it might be because of the action that you've taken or the beliefs that you have, but there's a lot of external that that stops and doesn't allow and brings us to that failure too. So I think it's just being very aware and careful with how and who you blame. Um, obviously looking introspective first and seeing that, but also, you know, I had to become very aware of the stories that I took on, who I started to believe myself to be during that failure and then work through that so I mean that didn't answer your question at all but you know here we go that's how, that's, that's how <laughs> I don't ask questions to get answers <laughs> I ask questions to get more confused yes exactly <laughs> welcome mission accomplished <laughs> so I feel like maybe I don't know but you might you sound like you're speaking from experience Rebecca oh, so tell yeah. me where were you a big big fucking failure in your life <laughs> Where did it all go wrong for you? Let's talk about it. Well, let's trauma dump on everyone. (laughs) Woohoo! For those who have listened to quite a few podcasts, you know that I always tend to bring up the performing arts industry. I mean, it was the biggest chunk of my life so far. You know, it spanned over two and a half decades. So we're here for the. You're in the performing arts industry? (laughs) Didn't I tell you? This is brand new information. (laughs) Um, And that really was one of the biggest failures for me. And I was more concerned at the time of what other people would think of me walking away and what other people would say of me walking away and not pursuing it to the extent that I really wanted to. I was very scared about that and that that felt even bigger to me you know the failure itself of me walking away was a choice that I made because of my mental health and because I was like I cannot keep doing this to myself it is vile so that that didn't feel like a failure as such I think it's the fact that I knew that I was actually very very good at it I was I was very good at performing and very good at dancing and all of the things and I think it was that knowing that I could have done so much more I could have been so much more I could have had so much more and I started to move away from that that I think that was where the biggest failure came in for me it's interesting that you were concerned about others again about how others would perceive you when Mm -hmm. you made this failure and I actually think a lot of people do this I've heard of people maybe moving overseas And then they decide, actually, this isn't for me and I want to come back home. But they're really worried about what other people are going to think about them. That Oh, she, God, she didn't stay there for very long. And it's like you can't base your life decisions around what other people think about you. Mm -hmm. They might talk about it for 10 minutes 
and then they're going to move on with their life. But at the end of the day, this is your life. And and that career move wasn't making you happy. And I know it was a massive letdown for you because it was your dream, wasn't it? You yeah, were, huge well, this dream. is what you wanted Only to do. Dream. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's I think that's what made it feel bigger as such yeah. because like I had literally it was the be all and end all for me. So me walking away from that, it was like, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like it was so, that was so big. Actually in hindsight, you know, and it's so funny because of recent, I've really felt the pull to go back um, whatever, in whatever form that looked like. Um, You know, when I was, when I graduated and I got my agent, she always used to tell me, look, Beck, your voice is, is a lot more mature than your age and the characters that you'll play will be more mature. We just have to kind of wait it out, stick it out. And I always was like, what the fuck? <laughs> when you're 70, when come, you're 70 back come back and let's talk. <laughs> Basically. Um, but, you know, I was 21 at the time and I was like, no, no, I want to do this. And she was like, you know, we'll do cruises and we'll do holiday parks. And I was like, I'd rather shoot myself in the eyes than do that. <laughs> like it was the pecking order. the eyes. <laughs> right in both. Um, but, you know, like, and I think it, so I have this pull to go back now because I kind of feel like one, I have a, a better mental state and a better way of thinking and, a, and more belief in myself and the trust and knowing how to navigate the performing, performing arts industry more. Um, which is funny because I wish I had a mindset coach when I was in college. It would have just been life-changing for me. Oh, it yeah. really would. Um, and funnily enough, that was one of the places of niche that I thought about going into when I first started. Um, but yeah, I think it was... I was more concerned about what other people would say because because I was good and because I, it was really hard because I knew I was good, but I never liked saying it. So I'd always, you know, play the little, oh, no, no, like, uh, Humble. Uh, you know, all of that bullshit that we do. And then for them to be like, well, what the fuck is she going to do now? What's she going to be now? You know, and luckily, like I've gone on and I think that's part of my ego and part of my, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I'm a very successful business owner now. And that feels good. And that, you know, that trajectory feels good. But yeah, man alive, it was really tough. It was really hard. And what did you learn from that failure when that didn't work out for you, when the career didn't go the way you thought it would? What did you learn from that experience now looking back? I think a lot of it was the who I am, how I am, and how successful I've been since has come down to the performing arts industry. So I cannot shit on that. Because yeah. everything I learn and everything that I did and everything that I am has enabled me to have an, a pretty fucking amazing life since. And I think for a long time, I shut the performing arts industry in a box because I was like, fuck you fuck that you've made me feel this way, fuck that I didn't do it. Like I was so angry at it for so long. Um, and it just happened to coincide when I was with someone and he hated musicals too. And I was like, fuck the musicals, like get it out. Yeah, you were both like <laughs> sticking your rude finger up whenever you walked past the West End. <laughs> so I kind tomatoes. of like had, I had some real like, you know, put it in a box, don't think about it. But actually mm-hmm. the more I started to, tap back into the passion because it is such a passion of mine the way it makes me feel the way I feel when I'm singing or dancing like I even got goosebumps just saying that like it, I tap into that very quickly and it actually wasn't until I started doing visibility work in my business and kind of became a bit of a visibility coach that I was like you know what 
everything I've learned and everything I've done about being on stage and being confident and speaking my own voice and you know whatever that looked like now started to help me and I was like why didn't I think of this like it actually had such a massive impact on who I became afterwards. So I think it's really interesting when you look back on things like that because it totally redirected you in another direction and at the time you're like this is the worst thing ever I'm a failure people are gonna think that I'm shit and it didn't work out and everyone else is gonna think I'm a failure and then it led you to start your business today and be so successful in your business today and you still use elements of performing if you like to call it that in what you do now. Completely. You're still visible in front of people. You're still recording yourself in front of people and you're still using so many of those skills that you would have learned in the performing arts Mm -hmm. in your career today. Instagram is my stage. (laughs) Quoted. Exactly. (laughs) And your followers are the audience. Thank you. Um, Yeah, completely. And I think I always look back on it as well of like the people that I met, the friends that I made, the trajectory of my life on that side of things as well because... I wouldn't have seen things, done things, had things, experienced things in that way if I hadn't have done the performing arts industry. You know, a lot of my very, very close friends came from that. Um, And I just love that too. You know, you know how you look back and you're like, well, if I didn't choose that or if I didn't do that, what would my life look like? You know, like sliding doors. Um, And I think that's that's so powerful too, to kind of look back on that as well. Yeah, I love doing that as well because at the time, as I said, you're like, oh my God, this is a disaster. And then you look back and it's funny mm. seeing how things came together in a way that you could never have predicted, especially Ever. if you'd written it yourself. You know, you're like, this is so not how I would have thought it would go, but actually it turned out better, which is always yeah. nice. It is. This mm. is something better. Mm. Um, but what was your biggest quote unquote failure? <laughs> I don't know if I've just got one specific big failure of my life um (laughs) sounds so grim doesn't it my whole life besides my whole life being a fucking failure no 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 I'm joking guys I'm joking uh so I would say I had a few career blips for sure so similar to you I I found that like I mean I've been fired before (laughs) have you yeah I have been fired fired before I still don't know to this day So what happened was, what happened was, I used to nanny. This is going to sound really bad. They'll be like, what did you do to those poor children? Guys, everyone's alive. Everyone's safe. I don't really know what happened. Basically, I am someone, for better or worse, that if I am not super passionate about something and I'm not that interested or invested in it, I give it a half-assed effort. It's not Mm -hmm. a great thing. I'm not proud of it. However... It is the way that I am, no matter how hard I try, I cannot force myself to do things that I dislike doing. It's really a struggle for me. And so with nannying, so to give you guys a bit of background, I used to be a teacher and whilst I was doing my education degree, I did some nannying on the side and I also did uh, nannying in London as well. When I I moved to London, uh, I did some teaching and I also nannied for a little bit. And in Perth, I nannied as well for a family and then one day they just sent me a message I had only been doing it for like a month for them and they were like hey we just don't really feel like it's working out um don't worry about coming back this week I was was like whoa so it was like immediate dismissal (laughs) never return (laughs) please fuck off 
And I was like, effective whoa. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, it was effective immediately. Instant dismissal. And I asked for an explanation. I was like, oh, uh, what? Is everything okay? Like, can I please ask why this has happened? And he just never rang me to give me an explanation. And they just ignored my message. <laughs> and I've actually had a few jobs where I've, because of my crappy attitude, I not, I was never rude. I'm never rude to people, but I think because of my obvious disdain for the job, <laughs> I, I can't I imagine think, you like that. I genuinely can't. I know. Like, and I, I actually imagine t- you doing a job like that. I know it's funny, isn't it? Because I actually think I was fine. Maybe I'm the worst actress in the world. Maybe I should have gone to performing arts school because maybe it's just so clear that I don't like something. I don't know. I always thought I put on like a brave face and just did what I did, what I had to do. I'm not really sure, but I definitely have had failures like that where it's been like, oh shit, okay, maybe I need to buck my ideas up here. I mean, my career in general has been very up and down. I didn't have a job consistently for more than one and a half years until I started my business which is crazy Mm. like some people stay in jobs for like two three five ten years and I could never I hopped from thing to thing to thing um I just didn't really enjoy a lot of what I was doing and until I found marketing and then I really enjoyed that but I started a degree in interior architecture. That was my very first degree. I ended up leaving that after six months, didn't didn't like it, left that, went into teaching. Halfway through that degree, I was like, I don't really like this. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm so, I felt like I was really scatterbrained. And I was like, maybe I'm just not a career person. Maybe I'm just not that ambitious, which is really funny because now I am really ambitious and I am really driven by my career because I'm doing something I really love doing. Exactly. But it took me years of failing and trying and failing and trying and failing for me to then find my business and what I do now. Mm-hmm. And I felt mm-hmm. like a failure. And I know I spoke about this in my in the 20s episode that we did. I felt like a failure throughout my whole 20s because I could not, for the life of me, figure out what I wanted to do. And I was wondering if there was something defective in me because I was like, why don't I enjoy any of these jobs? Is there something wrong with me? Like, why can't I find my thing? (laughs) I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) But actually, partially it probably was me, hence me getting fired. (laughs) However. Well, I would say so. (laughs) I would. Look, I don't want to point fingers, but (laughs) there is a massive foam finger pointing at me. (laughs) But I will say that, yes, that there was definitely, like, I have to take responsibility. There was, I could have tried harder or whatever, but it did lead me to keep trying. There's something, I will say, I am tenacious, so, and I'm resilient. Mm-hmm. So if I don't like something and if I fail at something, that's not me giving up. I'm going to keep trying and trying and trying and trying until I find something that fits and that's something that works. And that's what I did. So all of those failures did lead me to then going into uh, starting my own business. So again, I don't regret any of that. And I learned something from those experiences. Getting fired obviously was a terrible feeling. I felt awful. But it made me wake up a little bit and be like, right, maybe we're being a little complacent here. Maybe you need to buck your ideas up and actually put in Mm -hmm. a bit more effort into things, even if you don't like them that much. Like, come on. Mm. Yeah. I really like that. And it kind of, I think life is one big test and try, 
in everything, isn't mm-hmm. it? Oh, yeah. You know how you were like, I tried it, I tested it, I failed, I tried, I tested, I failed. And I think like it shows in business, like when we look at marketing, you try different things, you try out different ways, you try out different video settings, you try out different social media platforms until you find the one that kind of works for you and you fail and you try again. And I think there's so much in that, isn't there, to have you said like the the tenacity and the the resilience to be able to keep going with that and I think a lot of people um who potentially haven't used that muscle before you know they haven't used that resilience muscle or use the the tenacious muscle where the failure becomes so encompassed that like that is them they have failed I'm never going to try again the end full stop that's done for me and I think it's that it's pushing through that, isn't it? It's finding ways, you know, okay, well that didn't work. So what, what else is going to work? And that comes across every part of your life, relationships, finances, friends, fun, the house, you know, whatever that is. And I think to just get back up and keep going is one of the biggest things that you can do, isn't it? If you let it, failure can destroy you because if you let it mean something about yourself and if you let that failure create a narrative about yourself, which, by the way, is totally rooted in your ego and is not true, then then that failure has won over you. But actually, failure is one of life's biggest teachers and you wouldn't want everything to go perfectly for you. Where's the character development in that? <laughs> you know, there's, yeah. you're not going to learn anything. Life would be really fucking boring if everything worked out for you all the time. And I mean, if you want to learn about failure, start a business. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah, that, <laughs> Because you are going to fall flat on your face again and again Several times and again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, it, there's no bigger teacher then starting a bit, well, there probably are many teachers, but that is one of the biggest teachers in life is to start a business because you will make so many mistakes. You'll learn the hard way. But I've had some launches that have not gone to plan. They didn't go well at all. Like my first launch was not <laughs> a success. I actually ended up canning the whole thing because I was like, I'm unprepared. I'm disorganized. I don't feel proud about the product I'm selling. Like just there were so many elements of it that weren't right. And I learned so much from that experience that I now, I I move forward from that. And the next launch that I did was totally different. And it was a success because of that previous failure. Had I not had that launch that went really badly, I wouldn't have had all the tools and the strategies and the know-how to then go forward and make sure that the next launch was a success. So I had to be grateful for that failure. It led me to something better and it, it taught me a lot. I took away a lot from that. But I could have had that failed launch and gone, I suck. My business is never going to work and created all of these false narratives about myself. But instead I was like, no, 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 that thing didn't work. Here is where I could have done better. Here is how I'm going to move forward from that. And that's what I did. And that's the difference between letting a failure rule you versus taking a failure, taking the lessons from it and then moving forward from it. Yeah, I love that. And I think there's, you know, sometimes you don't actually know what you want until you've got the thing that you don't want, right? Like you don't actually (laughs) know what you want until you failed at the thing that you were trying to get. And you're like, actually, you know, this could look very different. Like guys, come on now. You know, like I, 
I don't know whether you would class it as a failure, but I even think back to January, was it January of last year when I had like 30 clients in the, in my calendar a week. And I was like, holy shit balls. Like (laughs) this is not something I want, but I had to go there. I had to be that. And I had to experience that in order to then go, right, I need to look at this. And yes, you might not class that as a, as a failure as such, but it was a failure for me to see of how many clients I wanted in my diary. So And I went there and I reverted back and I was like, right, okay, what does it need to look like now? Because I pushed myself in a place that felt scary and it felt uneasy and it felt different to then learn the lesson, to see what that looked like moving forwards. And I think that's what failure does, doesn't it? It it, it opens your eyes to what you don't want, what you do want and what has to happen differently for the next time around. 100%. And even failure doesn't always have to be this huge, big moment because that's a really good example that you just used there was a failure to manage your time effectively which might not necessarily crush you to the very core but it teaches you oh this is my limit this is I've overbooked myself and moving forward let's not do that let's maybe not have 30 calls in a day and see what happens you know in a day crazy idea (laughs) in a day I didn't go yeah. that far, guys. You're like Molly May. You've got 24, 20 million hours in a day. <laughs> That's too good. Um, what What did you do? I don't know. Let, let's kind of go back to something that's maybe happened recently or a failure that's happened recently. And how did you navigate through that? How did you, you know, what, what did you do to get through that? What kind of steps did you go through? Hmm. I think... And I was actually speaking about this this morning to a friend. And this didn't happen that recently, but it just popped into my mind. When I first came to Edinburgh and moved into my first flat, and this actually Mm -hmm. is in relation to our last episode, which was about intuition. And I failed to listen to my intuition when I viewed that flat and when I viewed the flat that I now live in. And I ignored that and I made the decision to move into this other flat. There's flats flying around the place. I hope you guys can keep up. <laughs> I hope you're drawing a flow chart next Which to you. Which flat are you in now? <laughs> and <laughs> that's for me to know and for you to find out. And I moved into this flat with this girl. And <laughs> I moved in and immediately was like, oh, something doesn't feel right here. <laughs> yeah, shit. And I actually cried. It was very strange. I mean, my nervous system had been shot from the amount of stress that I'd gone through in the months leading up to Mm. that. But I was in there and I was like, why am I not feeling a sense of relief? Like something felt really wrong. And then on day three, she tells this flatmate tells me she's pregnant. And I was like, oh, okay. There we go. I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be an auntie. (laughs) (laughs) And is the crib going in my room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Bobby Jr. for a boy. What do you think? (laughs) So I was like, fuck. That was a lesson in maybe listening to my intuition and a failure to listen to that intuition, which then Mm -hmm. I was like, right, okay, we we need to move forward from that. And also, I mean, I've had so many instances. I think like in relationships, um, things haven't worked out, but that's not a reflection necessarily on me not being lovable or not you know, or them being X, Y, and Z. Sometimes it's the fact that, okay, I learned what I want and what I don't want. I'll learn what I'll stand for and what I won't stand for. And I'll learn, I've learned what to expect and 
what I will not be willing to settle for in relationships Mm -hmm. because those Mm -hmm. things didn't work out. And I also really, truly believe that they lead me on to, fine, if that relationship with that person didn't work out, that means there is someone better out there for me. I really believe that. And Mm. that's just how you've got to move forward from these things. So that was a really long-winded way of me giving <laughs> that was an interesting story wasn't it we went from flats to pregnancy <laughs> to to relationships <laughs> keep up that's how we roll <laughs> yeah and i think like it's you know for me it's sitting in i think it's sitting in the the feelings of failure and i think that's something that you know we've been conditioned to um feel that everything's okay and you know like get back up again and you know like my mom always used to do that she's like well you know let, let's think let's see the bigger picture let's think let this way and I'm like no I want to feel fucking positivity. shit right now because I wanted yeah. this to happen and it didn't fucking happen you know like and I think sitting in that is so so powerful it's so powerful to go you know what this didn't work out and that feels shit you've got and to grieve okay. it You've got to grieve it. Yeah, you do. You do, 100%. And, you know, like the, the grieving process is a natural human, like a human bodily process that we have to go through. You know, when I did my NLP training, they were like, don't work with people who have just experienced a, a death or a loss or whatever that looks like because the grieving process shouldn't be messed with. Yes, okay, you can mess with the grief, not mess with, that's the wrong words. You can guide people through the grieving process it's, if it's been 10 years since they've lost that certain person. But if it's in the here and now, like you have to allow your body to go through that. And the more you stop that, the more you'll can you'll push it down and it will come back some other fucking time. So, you know, like feeling those feelings is so important, isn't it? So important. And what you were just saying there about pushing those feelings down, I love the analogy of an inflatable beach ball. And if mm. you push those and say that beach ball represents your feelings, if you were pushing that beach ball down and down and down, the only way for that beach ball is up. It's going to come and smack you yeah. in the face. So you can it's keep it down for as long as you want. Yeah. It's still there. You need to deal with those feelings. And I think a massive part of failure is what we were just saying is grieving it. It's okay to mm. that because it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing it when is. a job doesn't work out, when a relationship doesn't work out, when a, a venture or whatever, a move doesn't work out, anything. Of course, like you wanted that thing to happen and it didn't. And sometimes it's totally without our fault as well sometimes things just don't work out and Mm. even if it is our fault we need to grieve that we need to acknowledge that we envisioned a future that was going to look a bit different from what it is and I think that's what we always end up doing we end up grieving the future of it is of of our fantasy that we projected isn't it yeah and I found that hugely like you know I was the one who made the decision to break up with my ex-partner and I was the one who made the decision to move back to the UK but I found it really hard because I was like, well, I can't grieve that. I can't grieve what I, I thought my life was going to look like because I was the one who made the decision. And I remember seeing like an Instagram post where it was like, even if you are the one to have broken this off and you know the reasons why you did that, it's still okay to to grieve and feel like that's failed and be in those things. You know, my, if you'd, if you were following me back, you know, this time last year, like my biggest thing was living in Noosa with the floor to ceiling windows. And I knew exactly what my office was look like and the sheer curtains in the bedroom. And, you know, I was like, fuck, I don't, I can't have that anymore, which is bullshit because I could if I wanted to, but that's how it felt. And I think grieving that 
allowed me to move through it quicker. And it took like two or three months. And I still think about Australia now. Like I still miss the coffee. I miss knowing where things are. You know, I needed balloons the other day for my event. And I was like, I would know exactly where to go for balloons where I lived back in Australia. <laughs> All those important things, was, you know, the coffee and like, balloons. For God's sakes. <laughs> very, two very important Take things. Take me back. Life. Take me back. <laughs> Family, friends, not important. The balloons and coffee. Yeah, the weather, um, forget it. <laughs> forget it forget it all um so so I think it is allowing yourself to to have that grieving process of what you think it was going to give you what you believed it was going to give you you know a lot of the times we tag our feelings externally onto the thing that we're trying to get that we then fail and we're like no yeah. that was going to give me everything and that was going to fix all my problems which we know is never the truth is always a lie um but yeah kind of going through that and then you can start to move out because once you felt those feelings and move through those feelings then you can start to see the bigger picture you can start to almost you know look at the bird's eye view okay like what do I have what has happened what can I do differently and that's when the, the curiosity around that can come in there's so much opportunity in failure it can actually be quite exciting once you've moved through that disappointment and grief and obviously the initial feelings of failing because that's never pleasant. There is so much opportunity in failure and I think if you change your perspective to look at it like that, you can create an amazing life for yourself. Um, and actually, it's funny because I was reading Tony Robbins's book, Awaken the Giant Within, <laughs> and he talks about learned helplessness which is where mm. if you if something hasn't worked out again and again and again, you start to be like, oh, that thing's never, ever going to work out for you. Sometimes there is merit in knowing when to leave and when to walk away. Maybe like with you in the performing arts, you were like, actually, this is time to walk away now. I'm no longer happy. Mm-hmm. I don't actually want this anymore. But with a career, for example, if you really wanted this certain job and you'd had a few knockbacks, that's not permission necessarily and that's not necessarily an indication that that thing is not meant for you or that it's never going to work out for you sometimes it's just like that thing specifically there that wasn't meant for you that specific opportunity wasn't meant for you reroute try again get up try again and same thing in relationships just because it hasn't worked out for you so far doesn't mean you're destined to live a life of solitude if that's not what you want get up and try again you know, it, yeah. you can't make it. I think a huge big thing that we're dri- really driving home in this podcast is don't make your failure mean something about you. Yeah, You are what not you a failure. It yeah, it's like you are not yeah. a failure. It failed. It's a separate entity from you. You are two totally different it. things. It failed. Mm-hmm. You didn't fail. There's a, there's a real difference in that. There is. And that that difference that detaching from that and seeing it as a third person or seeing it as a outside of yourself allows you to move through it quicker because yeah. it doesn't allow you to make up the stories about yourself it doesn't allow you to embed the beliefs and it doesn't allow you to go well you know that's me I'm done for the end you know and you can detach from that and actually see it from face value see what it is yeah that's fine having a growth mindset is so important in every area of your life I think Um, yeah for sure and I definitely find that with certain clients who do have a growth mindset and I've worked with people who don't have a growth mindset and it's really hard to coach people that do not have a growth Mm -hmm. mindset that don't see things and think oh okay we're encountering we're encountering a problem here how can we solve it or oops this thing didn't work out and rather than it being like I'm a failure my business sucks this is never gonna happen oh god back to square one like you're never back yeah. to square one, actually. 
if you no. looked at it, okay, fine, that thing didn't work out. You're not back at square one. You're starting from experience. You're you're a step ahead still. You know it didn't yeah. work and then you move forward from it. Yeah. And how many like epic, amazing things have come out of someone trying six, seven, ten, twenty, fifty thousand times. Look at Thomas you Edison know, it... and the light bulb. <laughs> He's oh, always the oh, classic look example. At, look at Mr. Dyson. <laughs> Another classic Look example. Look at Smeg. <laughs> Any other kitchen appliances? <laughs> Look at... I've got a shark hoover at the moment. It's very good. Ooh. Do you know what? One of my life goals is to own a cordless Dyson vacuum cleaner. That's when I've made it. Do you think... See, I've moved to shark. I've had the Dyson. Oh. I made completed it. Completed it, mate. <laughs> I completed it. Ticked that one off. Oh, uh, bloody fucking gar, <laughs> hey? <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's move segue. away from vacuum cleaners. <laughs> but yeah, look get at how many times head. people do fail <laughs> in order to get their dreams and that's okay. And I think it's, yeah, it comes back to the resilience. Have we done a podcast on resilience? No, yet? but we, we need to. That? We've we spoken about it a lot, but, but we need to do because I love that topic. Yeah, I think, I think it's really important. Mm. But when it comes to it, feel into it allow yourself to feel the grief but then start to move yourself out of it and whether that looks like speaking to someone whether that looks like having a coach whether that looks like journaling you know whatever that is take it and use it for the next time try again try again try again Mm -hmm. because you never know that one time that it's gonna fucking work and then boom yeah the difference that it will be boom and even just having the mentality that this didn't work out, something better's gonna come for you. Mm. Even if that makes mm. you slightly delusional, doesn't matter. It's a nicer reality mm. to live in, you know? Exactly. Because it's funny this because that job better. that I got fired from, I, and I will say, although when I am not into something, I can be complacent, which is not a good quality to have, I am extremely proactive. So I was literally, that day I was like, right, need a new job, off I go. I got a job that paid me twice as much and I was way happier after that job go. so yeah. something better came along I learned from that 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 failure and I moved forward from it and you know I love a quote <laughs> go on <laughs> I used to get mocked a lot for, for loving a quote by the way I think I've got a bit of PTSD around I love sharing quotes <laughs> I love a quote and I love an analogy yeah. And I wrote this one down so I don't butcher it because we don't want to repeat it for bus station. <laughs> the Usually bus station do debacle. <laughs> we do want people to come back and listen again. So, but this is just a really simple one. If you want to double your success rate, triple your failure rate. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. Perfect. Love that. But it's so true yeah. because you can't, you're not going to get to where you want to get without failing a couple of times. But no. let's be honest, you're not. And I think I love that quote actually because it actually opens the door to failure. Mm. You know, it makes failure less pressure. Yeah. It's like, well, I've got to fail three times to succeed twice. You know, like... Well, it's like those startups in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Have you heard, like, a a lot of investors won't invest in certain startups unless they've had a few failed businesses beforehand because they've got experience in starting. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's like, if you want to... Yeah, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to embrace failure. It is about embracing it. Don't get me wrong. You're going to have the, t- as we said, you're going to have that moment where you're like, this is awful. This this is uncomfortable. It's unpleasant. But 
you need to embrace it. And actually something I say to my clients a lot, because a lot of people, their perfectionism holds them back and they're afraid of getting it wrong, Mm. whatever that means for them. And something I say to them, I say, don't be afraid to be shit. Give yourself permission to be a bit shit at first. If you're going to write some website copy, don't be that afraid to get it quote unquote wrong. What's the worst that can happen? Play that fear out till the end, like you always say, which I love. And yeah, maybe the first draft will be really fucking shit. At least you've done it. And then you learn from it. And then we redraft. And that is exactly how you should approach things in life, I think. Yeah, I love that. I love that so, so much. Me too. It's a good wrap up. I agree. A good thing to leave you on. (laughs) Food for thought, guys. I think so. So go and fail. Have a great time yeah, at fuck doing up this so. week. Fuck some shit <laughs> up. Challenge for your weekend. <laughs> the world descends into absolute chaos. Because <laughs> Becky and Katie told us yeah, to. Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, make sure you're leaving a, a little cheeky review, um, a cheeky rating. It really helps us just get to more ears. Um, so more people can listen to Katie butchering quotes and um, telling stories that make no sense that go yeah. nowhere from you both are of us. So from both sides. You are so welcome. <laughs> I really shot on you then. I do apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> I'm going to get a new podcast host. <laughs> You're out of here, bitch. <laughs> Katie, I'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll um, see you next week. Becky <laughs> will be fired. Instant dismissal. <laughs> Effective immediately. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.